With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1 from the 2023 Australian Grand Prix. Pit Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts and this week F1 comes down under for round three at the Melbourne Grand Prix circuit. The scenic Albert Park track was reconfigured last year after having been outgrown by the ever-larger, harder-to-pass F1 cars of recent seasons. The changes had two principal aims. To try to make overtaking easier around what had become a processional circuit, and to speed up the track to make it more dramatic. Several corners were widened and some were expunged completely. The result is a much higher average speed, with lap times dropping by around 2.5 seconds compared to the old layout. The new, more flowing configuration requires a much more significant compromise between top speed and downforce. And it also requires a bit of asphalt whispering to predict the ideal setup for race day. Last year, Red Bull Racing learned the hard way that the newly laid track grips up significantly between Friday and Sunday. The best balance and setup in practice was almost the polar opposite of what was required for the race, and it paved the way for an easy Ferrari win. Mind you, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone expecting a repeat this year, with Red Bull Racing again expected to be the class of the field. But with some mixed weather on the radar, this weekend could yet throw a bit of a curveball for the field. There was plenty more going on in Melbourne on the first day on the ground, and to talk us through Media Day, it's over to your Australian Grand Prix host, it's Luke Smith. Hello from Melbourne. My name is Luke Smith, senior writer for The Athletic, and I am your host for Pit Pass F1 this weekend. It's great to be coming to you from down under in Australia for round three of the 2023 Formula One season. And today was media day at Albert Park, giving us a chance to check in on the latest storylines heading into the race weekend. Now, the big talking point last time out in Jeddah was that fastest lap battle between Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen, Red Bull teammates, possible title rivals this season as well, and Verstappen pipping Perez to the fastest lap on the last lap of the race. Perez wasn't very happy in the cooldown room afterwards, finding out that he'd missed out on that bonus point, and he said afterwards he wanted Red Bull to review what had happened. He felt he wasn't given the chance to go for the fastest lap. Verstappen, of course, asking his engineer, saying, I need to go, I care for that fastest lap point, and in the end, pipping Perez by two tenths of a second. Now, I asked Checo about what had happened today, about the possible review of it by Red Bull. We all know how awkward that call down room was between Perez and Verstappen. And Perez said that he thought it was actually down to a miscommunication between him and his race engineer, Hugh Bird. Listening back to the radio chatter between Perez and Bird, when Perez asked about the fastest lap in the closing stages, a similar time to when Verstappen did, Bird simply replied saying that Perez had the fastest lap and there was no further conversation. It did make it quite unclear about whether Perez should go for the fastest lap or if he had it already, that he could sit on his laurels. He didn't need to push again. This is where Perez felt there had been that miscommunication 
and he said that Red Bull actually did quite a good job to let him and Verstappen race and that everything was all cleared up now despite his post-race frustration. Interestingly though, Perez did contradict Christian Horner's post-race claim in Jeddah that said Perez did go for the fastest lap on the final lap before backing out after a couple of corners. Perez said he wasn't even trying to go for the fastest lap. It's a really interesting story and how it plays into the dynamic between Perez and Verstappen and their possible title fight this year. Perez said he felt confident Red Bull would be able to manage a title fight between the two drivers and that if that was the case, it would be good news for the team, meaning it was so far ahead that it would probably win the Constructors' Championship. He did recognise this is his best chance yet to win an F1 Championship, but we all know just how tough it is to sustain that over a season, particularly when Max Verstappen is the man you're going up against. Speaking of Max Verstappen, he of course will want to hit back this weekend and try to return to winning ways after only finishing second last time out in Jeddah. But it does seem he's still not quite yet at 100% after the illness that meant he turned up late for the start of the Jeddah race weekend. You'll remember that in Jeddah he missed media day due to a stomach issue, but it does sound like things were actually a bit more serious than that. I asked Max about the importance of the spring break coming up. We've got this weird four week gap between Australia and the next race in Azerbaijan at the end of April. We don't normally get such a big gap so early on in the season and definitely not one as long as the summer break, which is obviously such a sacred time to try and recharge. And Verstappen revealed that he wants to use that break to actually get back to full fitness. He explained that he could barely walk around and felt like he was missing a lump due to the sickness that he had ahead of the Jeddah weekend, due to a virus he suspects, and that even when he was in the car in Saudi Arabia, push laps were tiring him out so much that he then needs to take a breather straight afterwards. It means that he's grateful for the break coming up and the chance to get back to full fitness, and you'd imagine that's even more important as such an intense title battle begins to hot up between Verstappen and Sergio Perez. The other man who has joined the Red Bull drivers on the podium at both races so far this season is Fernando Alonso, but he wants more than that, we all know that. And if you're a tennis fan, you might have spotted the men's world number one, Carlos Alcaraz, a Spanish player, writing the words 33 soon on a camera after his victory at the Miami Open earlier this week. 33 soon might seem like an odd thing to write if you're a tennis player, that's not 40-15 or anything like that, but it actually relates to Fernando Alonso and his hunt for win number 33. Alonso hasn't won a race since the 2013 Spanish Grand Prix, but his renewed performance this year with Aston Martin has really got fans hoping and dreaming that he might be able to take that step and get the 33rd win. It's made the Spanish phrase como 30 y tres, I hope that's okay Spanish, sorry for anyone if it's not, uh, has become the latest viral trend in Spain as people are getting so excited about the possibility of this. I put it to Fernando asking about uh, Alcaraz writing on the camera and how it has become such a thing in Spain, the idea of him winning a 33rd race. And he said it was quite funny how social media comes up with these kinds of trends. He said before it was El Plan when he was uh, Alpine, that of course even went on the rear wing of the Alpine car at one race. He said it was then a mission when he joined Aston Martin. And now that he's looking so competitive, it is all about 33. Could he get that 33rd win? Verstappen was sat next to Fernando when I was asking about that and he chimed in saying, yeah, 33 is a pretty good number. Of course, the number that Verstappen used before he took on the one for being world champion. 
I'm quite sure Fernando would much rather have a number one on his car and to go far beyond the, just the 33 wins. Verstappen said that Alonso is much more deserving of only 32 wins he's got at the moment. So we will see, but it's definitely going to be an interesting story to follow. A weird thing about coincidences for this Australian Grand Prix. It was pointed out to Fernando Alonso that the last time the race was held on April 2nd, as it will be on Sunday, back in 2006, he won the race for Renault. Alonso said he didn't know that, but one thing he did know, that of the five drivers to score 100 podiums in Formula 1, he became the sixth in Jeddah of course, for all of them their 101st podium was a race win. It's too many coincidences, Fernando chose. So let's see just how true that proves to be this weekend. I think Aston Martin are looking in pretty good shape. This car has been really, really good, particularly through those medium speed corners. And Albert Park is pretty much all medium speed corners. So a really good opportunity, I think, for Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso to continue their podium streak at the start of this season. Quickly on the other teams looking to get in the mix at the front of the pack. Ferrari, Charles Leclerc said that he's not expecting any miracles this weekend. He's very aware of how long it's going to take Ferrari to really get back in the fight against Red Bull as it brings more car updates along. Obviously, last year's race was dominated by Leclerc in Melbourne, but I think this year is going to be quite a different story. And Mercedes, they're also staying very realistic as well. George Russell and Lewis Hamilton both downplayed the idea of any silver bullet, anything that's really going to turn the car around immediately. Hamilton said that he knows it might be quite a while until Mercedes can properly challenge Red Bull, but he said he's committed as ever. He said he wants to be with Mercedes until the end of his days, so a real commitment he's looking for with the team moving forward. His future will be a talking point of course but quite clearly he's in it with them to try and turn things around now friday may be practice day for the australian grand prix but one of the talking points today was whether that friday could actually look a bit different for f1 moving forward now this came after f1 ceo stefano domenicali made some comments on portuguese tv over the moto gp weekend at portimao uh, last time out in the gap between Jeddah and Melbourne. And Domenicali said he quite liked to look at the practice formats in the future. His comments did catch some attention on social media, particularly for his use of the word cancelled. Of course, as is often the case on social media, this was taken a little bit out of context. We are not looking to get rid of practice completely in Formula 1, as much as that may spice things up. What F1 is looking at, though, is how to maybe change the format and make it a bit more interesting in the future. We've seen it play around with weekend formats already, the sprint races, that was a big first step towards that. And that's clearly been a success in terms of pulling in more eyeballs, and it's also been popular among the drivers. This is because they have something competitive to play for every single day, qualifying on Friday, sprint on Saturday, race on Sunday. So it was put to a few of the drivers about the idea of possibly cutting back on practice, and everyone seemed pretty much on board with the idea. George Russell pointed out how in Formula 2 and Formula 3, you get one practice session of around 30 to 40 minutes before then getting into the rest of the weekend, which is a big ask for young drivers. He thought that delaying the on-track action for Formula 1 until Friday afternoons and cutting back on the number of practices would be a good way to compromise and also allow some team personnel to get to the track a little bit later, giving them an extra night in their own bed. Over 23 races a season, that could add up to a lot of time back at home. But one thing Russell was less keen on was the idea of making practice competitive in some way, such as offering small points or some kind of weekend reward for the fastest times in the session. He said that practice should remain about dialing in the car instead of being properly competitive, 
given limited testing time means practice is so important for teams as they focus on new developments coming rather than outright pace in one particular session. Practice may not be the most exciting part of a race weekend, but it's still very, very important and it'll be very interesting to see just how this changes moving forward. And finally, it's just been so good to be back in Melbourne this weekend. Vibes are high, I believe is what the TikTok generation would sum it up as. It's one of the favourite races for the F1 paddock to attend all season long. You walk down the paddock, there's a little little coffee stand, which is a new coffee supplier this weekend. I'm very, very interested in that. They've got a little uh, band playing as well, which is really good. The sun was out uh, some periods today. It's been quite overcast so far this weekend in Melbourne, a little bit windy and breezy. But overall, I don't think any anyone is disappointed to be back in Melbourne it is one of the favorite races of the season and such a big part of that is the fans they really do make it so so electric the atmosphere and we saw that on the Melbourne walk which was packed out with fans this morning as they stopped drivers to get autographs and pictures and selfies and the drivers really really enjoy I think meeting the fans in that way it's such a tradition of the Melbourne Grand Prix race weekend as ever, they got given some weird paraphernalia to sign here and there. I think my favourite one I saw was Joe Guan Yu being handed a giant cardboard cutout of Pierre Gasly's face and being asked to sign it. He did so. A very good sport indeed. And one driver who has really indulged in the Australian lifestyle so far this weekend is Valtteri Bottas. He walked into the paddock today, loving life, wearing flip-flops, a tank top vest. He's got a really big uh, t-shirt tan line as well, so he's clearly been out in the sun. And uh, he's just really enjoying himself. He said he really feels like he can just like enjoy what he does in Formula One now. He's had a busy weekend. He's got his gin company on the go. He's doing some coffee stuff as well. And he just seems very at home. And honestly, he's probably one of the biggest pulls for Australian fans this weekend. It's uh, yeah, weird how it's become his kind of home race, but he's really, really enjoying himself and it's clearly very, very popular. And one other man that the fans were delighted to see back at the track today was Daniel Ricciardo. He may not be racing this year, but this was his first on-site appearance with Red Bull since joining as a reserve driver. And as ever, he was all smiles. He was talking to the team, he's doing a seat fitting and things like that. And he just seems very, very at home, very comfortable where he is right now, even if he's not racing. Uh, later in the day, he joined Australian surfing legend Mick Fanning for a sponsor event. And again, he just seemed to be enjoying being part of the rebel team, the rebel family, doing this kind of like offbeat stuff, like, yeah, hanging out with a guy who's known for punching a great white shark. He just seems very at home with Red Bull right now. And I think it's really good to see him back with a smile on his face. We know that Oscar Piastri is obviously the home favorite on the grid this year, but there's no denying that Daniel Ricciardo remains such a popular figure. And I think will continue to be over the rest of this race weekend. That is it for media day for the Australian Grand Prix. We have Friday practice coming up tomorrow and it's a chance probably to see just how far ahead Red Bull is compared to the rest of the field and where everyone else will stack up. Be sure to join us for the Friday review on Pit Pass F1. We'll see you then. Thanks very much to Luke Smith, who's your host all weekend here in Melbourne. He's a realist, if not an optimist, when it comes to Red Bull Racing's early season dominance, but we'll see how practice goes. Make sure you don't miss an update from the Australian Grand Prix this weekend by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at evergreenpodcast.com. And if you want more updates from the paddock throughout the weekend, you can follow Luke on social media. Just check the link in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.